Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Transfer Insight series, a show in which we're joined by an expert to look at one of the players that have been linked to Arsenal. I'm very happy to be joined by Rich Hall to talk about Tammy Abraham. How are you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, really good. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Yeah, work being enjoying and, and, and loving writing about Fiorentina, or less so Fiorentina last night, I suppose, after, you know, Pablo <laughs> Marie and co ruined them. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they just? Um, yeah, so, um, yeah. writing-wise, it wasn't a great night for me. I mean, obviously, my allegiances are with Inter, and mm. we know what debacle happened there with Radu, and probably threw the title away. And obviously, I write for Fiorentina as well, apart from doing the Inter podcast. And uh, yeah, that wasn't great, was it? So yeah, um, got to be on brand with these clubs, so got to find mm. a position on both. So let's see how, let's see how that goes down. Yeah, very much so. Very much so indeed. Uh, anyway, we are here to talk about Tammy Abraham, who, you know, I really felt was quite brave in deciding to go to Roma because um, he didn't follow the footsteps of a lot of English footballers. You know, he's out of favour at Chelsea. Arsenal actually had interest in him before he actually moved to Roma, but because they couldn't move on either one of Lacazette or Aubameyang, that move never materialised. And now it looks like Roma have got a hell of a kind of a profit to make on Abraham since they bought him from Chelsea. So what did you, first of all, make of the decision to move to Roma and, and how has he fared since going there? Um, it's, it's a strange one because I'm a massive advocate of English players going, British players going abroad. Um, yeah, I think there's no reason why you shouldn't. Whilst the Premier League's a, a, a fantastic league, I think that, you know, where these young players rather than learn him out to the lower divisions. Um, you know, you can if you can go and find your way on loan or a transfer, whatever it is in different leagues, it, it doesn't just build you as a player, it builds you as a man because you have to, you know, fend for yourself a little bit more, learn a language, it educates you, you learn it's it's ingratiating with the culture. And so I'm all for it. So when he said he was going to Rome, I was really happy for him. Um yeah, anyone yeah. anyone going to Roma though, um like if he was going to Napoli and certain other teams you are going into the lion's den here because, um, you know, there are certain clubs, Lazio, Roma, Napoli, that it's the football is everything in those cities. And yet they're not teams that win the Scudetto often. Uh, we talk mm. specifically about Roma three times. Uh, what they got, an Interfairs Cup or something or other, Anglo-Italian Cup. A couple of, obviously, won the Coppa d'Italia. Mm. Into an environment that is crazy. Um they value the derby over the league most of the time. Um, it's um, unforgiving, uh, especially with Mourinho there, which was, for me, I thought, my goodness, that's going to be <laughs> either explosive or amazing. Um, so it was a brave move. I agree with that. Um, so I was, a, I was a little worried for him because obviously, you know, there is that thing with the British to deem foreign leagues the fact that we even call them foreign leagues, it's just, you know, rather than the Italian league or the French league, it's gone, yeah. <laughs> gone on the continent, um, bound to fail. And so, you know, there's that attitude to it. And but for, so for me, he was putting himself out there. However, you know, it, it was brave, but I actually uh, welcomed it in that sense. Yeah, I welcomed it as well because I thought it, I, I, like you, agree when I want to see, you know, these players go abroad. I want to see them try different leagues. I think it's why nations like Spain, you know, have had a really 
big advantage um, because they've had players like David Silva, etc., go off and Cesc Fabregas, of course, and play elsewhere. Uh, I think that you see teams like or nations like Brazil and Argentina that do so well in the Copa America because you know they have their players going off and playing in Europe consistently, and, and I think that's going to be huge. Um, what, coming through the next few years is when English players have had that experience. Jaden Sancho, of course, coming back from Germany, chose the wrong club to come back to, but, you know, certainly did really well at Borussia Dortmund and is developing out there. And we're seeing players like Kieran Trippier do really well at Atletico Madrid and maintain his place in the England squad under Gareth Southgate after playing under Diego Simeone. So, Abraham at Roma was a move that I definitely championed and was very happy to see that happen. Now, we'll come on to kind of the financial side of things in a bit to stick with him as a player. How has he been in terms of the striking aspect? Because at Chelsea, he was just deemed not good enough. He was deemed that, you know, Timo Werner was going to come and take his spot. And since then, they've also doubled down and brought Romelu Lukaku in. And it was just, he wasn't good enough, basically, to be Chelsea's number one striker. How far has he come since that year of barely any football, of course, following a year where he played pretty much every single game, helping Frank Lampard's Chelsea get to the Champions League that year? Uh, it's a good question. And firstly, just going back onto your point before, I think that mm. Gareth Southgate take a lot of credit for these foreign, uh, the English players going abroad, because uh, we've had successions of players in the past um, under England managers. I mean, I always remember Graham Taylor talking about Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. Saying, uh, Don Howe, I think it was at the time, and there's uh, a video of them in the car, and he's, he says, "Well, Gascoigne, he's losing his form, but that's because he's in that bloody Italy." And you. Think, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think Gareth Southgate has said, like you mentioned about Trippier, you go abroad, you because Gareth Southgate always himself wanted to go abroad uh, to play football. He made that very clear. So I think he allows those players. He's broken that mould, and so players are more free to do so. And I think when you look at it, the the benefits of what it's had on Abraham are massive. He's he has approached it brilliantly. He has gone mm. in with a mind. He's learning the language. Even more so, he's understood Roman culture. He's understood, so Roman culture, but he's also understood Roma and their history. He's been very bright about the move. I don't know who's advised him, but he has taken to it. He's understood what football means. And in Rome, it is so divisive. They don't expect you to win all the time. I mean, they want you to win all the time, but they're mm. realistic as well. Um, and they want good football. Of course they do, like everyone else. Uh, they want to see their players I sounds so silly to want to try because every single club wants the players to try. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that in Rome, it's almost like um, it's such a beating heart. Football is the beating heart mm. of Rome. And they want those players to understand the values, understand how the great Roman teams in the past have operated. And if you look at those, and we go to the most recent one, when Roma won it just after the millennium, uh, around the millennium, sorry, that with Totti and Montella, they were quick, flowing football. It was it was nice on the eye, uh, but they also had some grit and determination. And he's given that. He's taken that physical presence that he, he has. He's built himself up tactically. Mm. I can't I can't tell you how much he's come on. In my opinion, he's not running down blind alleys anymore. He's not just trying to outpace the defenders and just go. He's waiting. Yeah. You know, he's he's improved aerially. I think, um, and he's becoming now confident that he is that centrepiece because the Roman crowd have taken to him. Mourinho and him have got this relationship going on where he thinks him, he said himself like an uncle. And <laughs> yeah. he's really bought into it. He's bought into Mourinho's vision. He's bought into Frederick group. Frederick, no, I can't say it. Frederick's group vision. He's brought into Roman culture and he's loving it. 
And what's happening is oh, there's so many players who, when they're happy, are brilliant. I, I always remember Maurizio mm. Sarri about Lorenzo Insigne. How do you get the best out of him? Make him happy. And it's the same with Tammy Abraham. So in the environment he's in at the moment, he's, he's been phenomenal in that sense. He scores big goals as well. I mean, I was looking back at the goals he scored this season. Scored against Sassuolo, scored twice against Lazio, three times against Atalanta, scored against Milan, scored against Juventus. You know, he's not like he's picking off relegation fodder, exactly. You know, he steps up in these games and comes up with big goals. They're not always goals which win Roma matches. I mean, you know, he scored in, in a game that they lost to Milan and they lost to Juve, but still, he's, he's coming up in those moments with, with, with big goals. He's scoring regularly in the Conference League. I know it's, we say it's just the Conference League, but, you know, Roma have struggled at times during that competition, as we know, with the, with the glimpse and, and results like that. And now they play Leicester, of course, tonight. Uh, yep. I don't know if the show's going to be going out tonight. It might be going out tomorrow. But, of course, that'll be a bit of a Premier League audition, if you like, uh, uh, even though we know he's played there. But, yeah, yo, I agree with you what you talked about air, really. The stats support that. I mean, his, in his uh, full season in 1920 with Chelsea, he had a, uh aerial accuracy of, of 37.5%. That this year has gone up to 39.8%. Um, what's interesting, though, is that I think people have associated him with being a little bit wasteful in front of goal at times. I mean, if, if you look at his XG this season... He's got an XG of 27.13 and he scored 27 goals across every competition. I think that also counts. Um, that's also friendlies and stuff. But looking specifically at the comp, here we go, 24 goals. Uh, he's got an XG of 24.8 for Roma and scored 24 goals. So you look at that and it's hardly underperforming what he's expected to, is it? No, I think he's. I can't remember the stat now, but he's got the most debut goals for Roma. He's definitely in recent history, if not all time. You know, mm. he's phenomenal. And when you look at Roma and you look at the history, you know they've always struggled with that striker until recently, in some respects, because of course they had like Montella in the past who did exceptionally well. But mm. then it depends how far you want to go back. Even the likes of Rudy Voller from the early nineties didn't quite cut it as much as they wanted. So they have these spells where they go through having a good striker and then nothing. And we always remember when Luciano Spalletti was there and started off the four, six, zero with Totti playing really deep. Um, you know, it was, that was phenomenal. Um, but again, this Abraham came off the back of them losing Jekko. Uh, and Edwin Jekko, and I know people probably listen here and think, Oh, he's ancient and et cetera, et cetera. But he was fantastic for Roma. He was a real outlet for them. Even into this season, you know, he's been useful when he's been used correctly. Um, so he had big boots to fill in that sense. So I wouldn't call him... What... It's like anything. It's like when, for instance, when you started doing this show, I bet if you look back at your earlier shows, you might think, not as good as they are now. I sit and yeah. look back at articles and think, that was terrible. Mm. And he's learning. He's, that, this is the point. People, people want everyone to be here all the time. And you don't just get there. Some people do, but a lot don't. And for me, you know, you look at the way he's coming on um, and he's becoming that striker. He's learning his trade in Italy. He's becoming tactically intelligent. Um, you know, he's learning that he's that centrepiece and therefore central, a proper centre-forward. And mm. so he's bulking up. He's learning, that the, he's learning very much about the fact of his hold-up play and the players around him. And he's still scoring goals. And, you know, a lot of a lot of teams, if you said the amount of goals he scored in a debut season, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, well, how many did Lataro Martinez get? 
in his first season? How much did Vlajevic get in his first season in Italy? What about Amaro Riccardi? Mm. It's there. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, I'm not, he's far from perfect, but he's doing exceptionally well. Yeah, he is. Um, let's talk about the, the price because that's the big mm. crux, I think, for a lot of Arsenal fans because a number of prices have been thrown about by different aspects of the media. I've seen reports of 50 million euros. I've seen reports of 80 million euros. Even as much as 100 million euros has been thrown out by different outlets. What do you think he's worth? And secondly, what do you think Roma would ask for? When people talk about this, I always think about what's in the market. You know, you look at the situation, you can say, what's this player worth? It's like anything. It's what's a loaf of bread worth if it's if it's famine? You know, it's that. What's a loaf great... of bread in Serie and what's a loaf of bread in the Premier League? <laughs> 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 a lot more than uh, yeah. Premier League. No, it's the point being, when you look around, Letaudo Martinez, for instance, uh, there was news um, this week that the Sunning group have said we'll probably need to sell one more player this season, like they did with Lukaku, like they did with Hakimi, because... Mm. Financial constraints are on. Now, you know, a lot of Inter fans are thinking, okay, well, if we get rid of ABC, maybe you don't have to do that. But you're looking that he could become, and if you're rating him at 70, 80 million, where do you rate Abraham? I don't think Abraham's on the same level yet as Latado Martinez. You've mm. got Diala out of contracts. A lot of clubs would go for him. So why would you then pay that money for Sammy Abraham? I'm talking about the top clubs here. And so it does make it probably more around that 50 40 million mark because but the irony is that Roma don't really need to sell him I mean mm. they, they're not a club with huge huge financial backing at this moment in time that they you know they've got a new group behind them who will spend money so they're not as they used to be um, but they're not desperate I think it really depends on what happens this season if Roma is successful in the conference league and Mourinho gets that trophy which to be fair Mourinho wins trophies wherever he goes you have to admit that other than Spurs um, <laughs> but yeah you know it's, um, it's one of those things where if he does win this conference league it gives him more clout to keep hold of him but bearing in mind if a player wants to go it also then negotiates the value he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to go um, and I don't blame him to be honest because he's getting first team football at one of the Europe's top clubs maybe not elite clubs but top clubs mm. and he's developing and so it's it's very difficult because it's like anything, and you'll know this more than me, when a transfer happens, everything needs to align. The wants of a player, the wants of the club, the wants of the selling club, and all and, and a multitude of other things. And I just don't think enough adds up here. However, you know, if, if there was a major bid that would be over his market value, then I think Roma would accept it. Mm. Because you can find replacements, you know, Roma would be able to find a replacement for Abraham for cheaper who could possibly get them close to as many goals as Abraham's already bringing them. And that's the reality of the situation is so when a club is willing to pay that amount of money, they tend to go and accept it. You mentioned a couple of strikers there. So before I let you go, Lataro Martinez continues to be linked to Arsenal. Um, yep. And Paolo Dybala has also been linked to Arsenal because he's, he's going to be going on a free as he has been linked to Inter as well, of course, as you very much know. Of the three, Abraham and Dybala and Lataro, which do you think would be the smartest move for Arsenal to go for? Oh, that's a great question. Um <sighs> For me, Lotaro Martinez is probably the best out of the bunch in the sense of what he can provide. Uh, because I still still think he's got levels to go. 
I think he could still mm. become elite, elite. Um, <clears throat> and into, I think it would be pain to let him go. The irony is, Dybala going to Inter looks possible. Therefore, Lotaro mm. leaving looks possible. Um, so for Arsenal, from that situation, for 70 million, I'd take Lotaro over Abraham for 50, for instance. Um, so it's diff- it is difficult. So I do think Lotaro is probably the best one and probably more possible because of the circumstances. However, Dybala is a funny player because you've got to, he needs the trust. You need to almost centre a team around him a bit. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it was a shame when Ronaldo turned up at Juventus because he was just starting to produce those special moments starting to produce against Barcelona, if you remember that brilliant performance. Mm-hmm. And he's leaving Juventus because he's not that. So Arsenal, would they want to centre that forward line around him? I'm not sure. You probably know more than me, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that Lotari probably would be the best bet, especially especially if Dybala goes to Inter. Because all mm-hmm. of a sudden, there's an opportunity. And Inter, unfortunately for, for them, still have probably one more summer when um, they will struggle to hold on to one major player lovely stuff rich thank you so much uh, for coming on the show really appreciate your time tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to cheers it's at rich hall 80 on uh, twitter um if you'll go on fiorentina's website right for those guys there hence the the badge and also can be heard on the official inter podcast in english Lovely stuff. Make sure you go and check out Richard's stuff. Gentleman Ultra as well. Still going ahead. And still- yeah, Gentleman Ultra is going really strong. Um, the guys are doing a fantastic job there. Um, you can check that out on the Guardian Sport Network and also find me on Football Italia. Brilliant stuff. Uh, we will see you very soon for another Transfer Insights show. And of course, the Arsenal Agenda Series, as well as Mikel Arteta's press conference, which you'll be able to watch as soon as that's completed ahead of the game against West Ham on Sunday. Make sure you tune in uh, for Leicester's game against Roma tonight. Of course, if you get an opportunity or watch it back, if this show doesn't tend to go out after that game. Lots of interesting European fixtures still to come and plenty of Arsenal targets to keep your eyes on as well. We will see you again very, very soon. And always, always keep following us down. The Yas. Awesome.